1: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
0: Believe. What's up, guys? Welcome to Millennial Sports Talk. This is Ben Verlander along with Michelle Margot. Michelle. How was your week anything exciting to report to us
1: I see what you did there with the plan anything exciting because Easter was on Sunday
0: Wow I would love to take credit for that but I cannot
1: okay maybe it's just my imaginary my <laughs> imagination because I'm that bored um, the highlight of my week was getting outside for a split second which was cool and now um, doing this podcast with you has been awesome. And oh. it's, of course, comparatively to doing literally nothing all week. It but does. It
0: gives me a break from just talking to my roommates over and over and over. Like I need outside communication. So I very much so look forward to this.
1: Most people can't even say that. Most people say that you're talking to their walls. So at least you that's, have roommates.
0: That's a good point. Um,
1: mm-hmm. Super excited about um, our guest today. And this is another highlight of our week. It's going to be Tony Gwynn Jr. Um, someone who is very close and near and dear to my heart. He's a Padres broadcaster and former player. Um, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But you gave me a hard time last week for downloading an app
0: mm-hmm.
1: called TikTok. which I did. Yes, I am ashamed to have. With that said, I follow you, mm-hmm. which means you have it too. And not only do uh-huh. you have it, but you're like, you're a TikTok fiend, Ben. You have over more than a million views on one of your videos. Yeah. That's a, so, that's a lot.
0: Am I, am I proud that I gave you a lot of crap last week? And now before I
1: wait, 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 before you, before you even finish that statement, the answer is yes, because you texted me to say, please go look. At my. <laughs> so yes, you are proud. But anyways, no, go on.
0: I, I wasn't proud to download it and it started with, Oh, well, I'm never going to like post anything. But then I did. And it like did kind of well, and then I got addicted, and then I posted this one that now has 1.6 million views. So the funny story about this is it's a video of me hitting a home run off of my brother, and it's like edited kind of cool. It's, it's a cool video. Um, so I posted on Twitter a few days ago. I have no idea what I'm doing on TikTok, all I know is I posted a video and it has over a million views and that's kind of cool. I think I now like TikTok. So my brother two days ago, texts me and goes, Oh my God, dude, I just saw your tweet. You have a video that has over a million views. That's awesome. And he was like, what is it? And I said, uh-huh. I said, do you actually know? Like, do you actually know? Or are you seriously asking me? Uh-huh. He's like, he like, no, I'm seriously asking. So I sent it to him. <laughs> he was like, Oh my gosh! Is like unfollow.
1: <laughs> that is absolutely hilarious.
0: Yeah, that's so, pretty funny. So that is uh that is the video that I you know I I'm I'm now addicted. I'll admit it. So I, wow. I also I wanted to get into our goat moment of the week this week, and uh, I actually took a little time to think of this. Michelle, you and I were were texting earlier, trying to figure this out, and what I actually first thought of was I wanted to kind of highlight some athletes that have uh, been giving back and giving to their communities during all this. And the more I thought about it, the more, you know, and and it's not to downplay it at all, but there are now, there are a lot of athletes now helping their communities in a great way. And and it's awesome. Um, But I didn't, you know, I didn't know how to, to pick one. So Michelle, what I wanted to do is a little lighter note. I wanted to highlight the PGA tour for giving us a date. And it may not even, who knows if it'll happen, but the PGA Tour has officially scheduled an event, the Charles Schwab Classic, for June 8th. And it's not That's my birthday. It is set there. It is scheduled to start on that day. And you know what? Hopefully it happens, but they have given the world a date to look at and say there will be sports on that day, and I am pumped for that.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm pumped for that too. And I'm also pumped to see – any kind of golf course that's like not overgrown, which is what I'm seeing every time I pass the one by my (laughs) friend right now. Um, Well, Loyal Sports Talk would not be possible without our amazing sponsors. Our first one today is True Classic Tees, uh, awesome t-shirt company based out of LA. If you go to trueclassictees.com and use the code uh, B-L-E-A-V at checkout, you'll get 20% off. That's Believe, B-L-E-A-V at trueclassictees.com.
0: Next is betonline.ag. And while we're waiting this out at home, you can still have some fun betting at betonline.ag. And uh, obviously, there's no NBA, MLB, NHL, uh, any major sports to bet on right now. So you might not think there's much to bet on, but that is where you are wrong. There is still esports, there's still American Idol, Big Brother, which I didn't know you could bet on that, but you can the election, the spelling bee, the World Series of Poker. Um, So they're still fun to be had at betonline.ag. So go online and use code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus at betonline.ag.
1: All right. And and, then Millennial Sports Talk is also not possible without LinkedIn. Find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com slash team t-e-a-m uh again that's linkedin.com team to get 50 dollars off your first job post terms and conditions apply
0: and lastly we have simply safe Uh, with home security there's two ways you can go about protecting your home you can wait weeks for a technician uh, or you can get simply safe the two-time winner of cnet editors choice awards they um, blanket whole home in safety, security. Outdoor cameras and doorbells alert you to anyone's approach. Um, so go to simplysafe.com/team today, and you'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. You've got nothing to lose. Go now, and be sure you go to simplysafe.com/team. That is simplysafe.com/team.
1: All right, well without further ado, let's welcome in today's guest and my good friend Tony Gwynn Jr. Uh, He's a Padres broadcaster and former MLB player and has all sorts of amazing stories. So let's bring him in now. Hello Tony, how are you?
2: What's up Michelle, how are you doing?
1: I want you to know that we're not going to go easy on you. The last time I did an interview with you was 2016 (laughs) and I was very easy on you. But this time, oh, oh. we're going hard. I'm ready
2: for the <laughs> I'm ready for the hard hitting stuff. Let's do it. Um,
1: well, first of all, how's how's the quarantine going? How's homeschooling going? What's been the toughest part?
2: Everybody in my household is good. Um, I would say shout out to all the teachers and principals and <laughs> edu- educators because their job is not easy. Um, homeschooling four kids all from ages four to twelve has been uh difficult, but we're making it through. We're experiencing <laughs> the same thing same thing everybody else is. And uh, I'd say that's the most difficult part is is trying to, you know, deal with the time you have from a four year old to a twelve year old. They have their different meetings. You gotta make sure the internet's working properly. You gotta step in on your son shut- your four year old's uh class. So that's probably the toughest part is managing the whole distance learning, but we're making it work,
0: dude. It's funny you say that. I was watching the uh, NBA horse competition they did the other day on ESPN, and because there's yeah. nothing else to watch, and Chris Paul, Chris Paul came on, and they asked him the same question, and he was like, "Dude, being a teacher is hard." He was like,
2: "All we do," is,
0: he said, "All we do is a lot of recess."
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, sometimes because of the circumstances it's it's, that's what you have to do do, or just do recess because they'll lose their mind in the house with all this all this all that's going on right now
0: yeah so tony i was talking to michelle a little bit earlier and she told me that uh one day a few years ago you guys both went indoor skydiving so (laughs) my question to you is who was more scared when it came to going indoor skydiving
2: it was definitely Michelle.
0: What?
1: Uh, <laughs> Dude, that was so some rookie I, hazing. I,
2: I, I, I might have been I might have been more scared before we had an explanation of how it all worked. But once I figured out how it worked and I saw all the equipment, I was good to go. Uh Michelle, on the other hand, was was a little <laughs> sketchy about about uh, the whole <laughs> have, have either, it, either of
1: you and, and, and,
0: have either of you been actual skydiving and no. would you
1: hell no no th-
2: hell no uh i would definitely <laughs> never go skydiving in real life uh this is as close as i was going to get to it which okay. is why i was excited excited to do it and of course i got to i got to hang with the lovely <laughs> michelle margot but uh it was my first time doing something like that and that's that's as close as i'm going to get to. It, so
1: yeah, I I remember that day. Like it was yesterday and I remember there was like a little training tutorial video and I didn't I didn't I knew you were cool, but I didn't know you were like good people until there was like this is so embarrassing to even say right now, but there was a very attractive male host of the tre- like training <laughs> tutorial video, and I just was not oh, paying attention. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, to- <laughs> Tony remembers, <laughs> it like four years. And I remember you were like making fun of me, giving me a hard time for that, and it, it definitely eased the tension of knowing I was gonna be completely airlifted by just air for an extended period of time, so that was cool. You're a big MLB fan, I also know that you're a big NBA fan, um, and, and this is, we're kind of jumping around a little bit, but when you, or sitting at home, what what sport do you miss the most right now?
2: I mean, I miss baseball right now because I technically we haven't had a real fix of it since October, right? Spring training baseball is not the same as regular season or even, you know, definitely not postseason. But the last taste we had of like real competitive baseball was the World Series. So I'm itching for some for some real baseball, but next to that we were also getting down to the the you know, you start to figure out who's who in the NBA, right? You're getting down to the last part of the season. Yesterday would have been the last game of the regular season. So, uh, and my Lakers were were just starting to hit their stride. So I'm a little, I'm definitely disappointed about that. I'm hopeful that uh, we can get back to some sports, regardless of. And honestly, to me, at this point, I don't care if it's with fans or not. Like, just to have something that it helps help us all get through this 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 tough time.
1: Yeah, and I was talking to you the other day about Kobe Bryant and and all that because I hadn't talked to you in depth about it. And uh, uh obviously we're talking about this cuz you just mentioned the Lakers, but how how tough was that for you because I know that you were a huge Kobe fan, huge, probably the biggest yeah. Kobe fan that I knew.
2: Yeah, no, I, it was it was t- if I'm being honest, it was real tough because um You know, it's weird. Like, you don't know the type of impact you have have on somebody's life. A lot of times you won't know until you pass, right? And uh, it made me think of my father. When he passed here in in 2014, I ran across a lot of people who had never met him but were, like, in tears talking about him. And that's the kind of impact Kobe Bryant had on myself. Like, I've, I've met him once. Uh, when I was 16 or 17, I got to be a ball boy at one of the games, and we had a, a nice little conversation. And, you know, from that point, he had me as a fed forever at that point. And uh, just this, just the, the kind of impact he had on people, um, it was tough. I mean, anytime, and I think kind of had that, that in, in invincibility kind of yeah. cloud over, right? You just – certainly at such a young age, but you just didn't think – that would be the way he would go out. You know, it just, obviously it was just far too soon, you know, for, for somebody who was just starting to, you could argue was going to have a better second half to his life than he did during his actual basketball career.
0: Yeah. So I was actually talking to Michelle about that earlier and uh, she told me you're a big NBA fan, a big Kobe fan. And, you know, I actually wondered how hard it would hit somebody that is, like that, because I, you know, I'm not even, I follow the NBA, but I'm, I wouldn't consider myself a huge fan, and specifically not a Lakers fan, and you know, it it, it even hit me hard, it, you know, it was a couple of days, right. of, I was, you know, like, it, it really did, it, it kind of got to me, so yeah, I, I did want to, you know, Michelle ask you, and, and I, I wanted to, to see your answer on that, so it just, it, it yeah, hit no. me, it hit me hard.
2: I think that's when you, you realize point. that the, the impact you had um, uh, not just from a fan standpoint, right? You're seeing he, he's, he's writing books, he's winning Oscars. I mean, he's and, and he's giving back to uh, the women's game side of it in terms of the WNBA. Yeah. You saw the relationship he had with his daughters. Uh, those things I think we can all relate to. You know, maybe not at the 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 level that he was basketball wise, but in life, we can all relate to wanting to be the best we possibly can and it just seems like that Mamba mentality kind of that's what it kind of encapsulates was was putting your best foot forward being the best you you could be every day and that's something we can all take and and apply to our lives.
0: So Tony something you and I kind of share so I'm nine years younger than my brother Um, so growing up even when I was at a really young age he was already very successful so when I started playing the game my brother was you know, already very successful in the in the eyes of many. Um, so basically, my whole life, my whole playing career, I was dealing with you know you know everything that comes along with that, and and right, I, right. I kind of made it my personal mission to you know everybody just assumed that I was given certain things because of my name, and and you know it was tough for me for a long time, and and it got yeah. to a point where I I set out and, and said you know what. I'm going to be successful for, for who I am. And, uh, you know, I I went on to get drafted in the 14th round because of stuff that I did in college. And that was, that was a lot. It meant a lot for me personally. So I didn't, you know, I I, I assume you, you went through some of that stuff and some of that internal battle as well trying to prove to people that you're there for, for, for who you are.
2: No doubt. Yeah. I think honestly it, it starts. And for me it's probably a little bit different. There's a little bit, Bigger age gap, obviously, between two right. siblings and, and father son. So it was from the age that I – from very first – from nine years old, when I started playing, like, real baseball, you get out of the tee balls and, you know, pitchers – you know, players are actually throwing the ball to each other. I can remember being nine and that expectation already being put on me. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just one of those things – I think I made a decision earlier on because as you said, you you can go two ways of it, right? You can really try to fight the system, basically, uh, and that seems to be an uphill battle because everybody just inevitably will have those assumptions. So yep. I just decided to embrace it early on that, hey, my dad is who he is. I'm not going to let that get in the way of enjoying the game the way I enjoy it. So uh, I knew that I figured out early that it was going to be tough to replicate what he was doing. You know, yeah. he was doing it at such a high level that, yeah. um, you know, it, it, it very rarely do you have in a family where you just have two all time greats coming out of the same bloodline. You know, usually right. there's either a step up or there's either a step up. Like you look at the Griffey senior was a terrific player. Griffey junior was next level, you know, right. same with the bonds. Bonds was good his son was even better. Now you look at the Curry's and it just kind of goes that way. And clearly my dad had set the bar at a, at a height that of course I was going (laughs) to shoot. I was going to shoot for, but in in reality it was going to be very, very tough to get to that level. So I just knew as long as I was shooting for that, wherever I landed, I would be happy with, and I embraced being Tony Gwynn Jr. And and, and just kind of let, you know, things fall where they may.
1: We know your mom is an amazing woman and you know how much I look up to her and she has accomplished yeah. a lot and she was very involved with your dad's career, very involved with your family. And I know that she was, correct me if I'm wrong, she was probably the bigger disciplinarian out of the two. Would you say that's accurate? Yes. Okay.
2: Absolutely. What <laughs>
1: What's the most discipline you ever got from your dad? Like, is there something that you did or something that you remember where he just like laid down the hammer and you were like, "Whoa." Uh,
2: yeah. You know, my dad, my mom had I don't know. It, I think she had it set up to where she could just like mention his name and everything would just straighten out, right? So, even though he wasn't the one that was actually doing the discipline a lot of times, it was my mom. But she somehow tricked us into believing, "Oh, well, when your dad gets home." <laughs> you know, it, whenever you heard that it was like, oh man, let me let me get let me get right. But I think the one thing my dad was the time I remember most is uh I had come on with some horrible grades. And my dad was a he was a video game player. So I, I remember uh being sent into his room. He was playing, I don't know, probably Zelda or something something like that at the time. And uh I just remember him like I mean grabbing me by my shirt. And telling me uh, that if I kept coming home with grades like this, him and I were going to have an issue. And so, and that was the first time he had ever really done anything like that. And I was, uh, I was scared straight. I didn't come home with any more grades like that. I know that.
1: How was your dad as a baseball dad? Did he ever put pressure on you? I mean. I think from um, what I remember, d- he did not want you to be called Tony, right?
2: Well, yeah, that was my mom's idea. My, my dad wanted to name me Andrew uh, for whatever reason. I don't know what the deal is with the name <laughs> Andrew, but that was that was his plan. My mom had other plans, and she won out ultimately. And in terms of baseball, my dad was as hands-off as you can be until I, after my junior year of high school. Um, I think he recognized – Having the same name, playing the same sport in the same city um, brought some different challenges. And I think he knew um, that applying more pressure to me wouldn't help the situation at all. I think he recognized if I was going to play the game of baseball, especially because of how much failure you have, especially as a hitter and and offensively, that – I didn't need any more pressure I, I just go out play, have fun, and when I was ready to 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 ask him to open up the the Pandora's box in terms of all the different you know knowledge he had um he would be ready, but he was never going to push that on me as i as I got older, I realized uh he was far more tougher on me than in basketball than he was in baseball. I don't <laughs> know if he ever really said two two words to me about baseball unless I prompted him to tell me something about
0: it. You know, it's funny you say that. I've always thought when when I someday have kids that, you know, when it comes to them playing sports, I would love for them to play baseball. But when they do, I think there's – I think I'm just going to be there. You know, if you ask questions, I'll answer. But I don't think I'm going to be that dad that's out on the field and, look, you have to do this and have to do that because – you know, I think there's something to be said for that coaching environment for them to grow up in, and 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 no as with your dad, I think if my kid were to go go on and, and play basketball, which I know nothing about, I would learn everything about it and be the hardest coach you would possibly have. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just like I, I'm.
2: <laughs> I I think you're 100 percent right. I, I I my kids play soccer, and I know absolutely nothing about it but I've learned because they've been playing now for about six years, five, six years. So I've learned over time, you know, what it takes. So I apply the knowledge I have and I'm probably way harder on them than I should be. (laughs) I recognize that and I have to back off from time to time, but yeah, I just think baseball is, is unique because, because there is, it is so difficult to play the game, A, and there's so much failure involved. I see it all the time. I have some travel ball teams. I see the parents that are just hard, 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 and a lot of times, you know, when that starts at the age of eight, nine, ten, by the time they get to high school, you see a lot of these kids burnt out because yep. uh it's not fun to them. You, you, it, the game of baseball is not a game that you're going to be able to play for a long period of time because you want to make your pops happy or you want to make a parent happy. Eventually the game is not fun that way. So you have to kind of develop a love on your own, uh, in order to play for a long, for a long period of time.
0: Yep.
1: Tony, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you two questions. You can choose to answer whichever one you want. Um, (laughs) what what is your proudest moment or what's the hardest lesson you've ever had to learn?
2: The, The, my proudest moment, um, was coming here in San Diego I got traded here from Milwaukee um in 09 um just coming out and proving that I could be a big leaguer that was and I could be a good big leaguer uh doing that was probably one of my more proud moments in terms of baseball I think one of the hardest lessons I had to learn was uh learning that you know professional ball was tough I mean the going from College, where you know you're you're one of the better players in the country to going to the minor leagues and struggling for the first time, my first full season hitting like two forty two and like I never hit anything close to that and just just learning that there was a a a process that I needed to go through like it wasn't just show up to the field, play baseball, do well, keep moving up the system like you really had to learn how um a, a, a routine you had to learn how to handle those struggles and 2004 was probably the toughest year I ever had in baseball first time on my way from home like for any significant amount of time I'm living by myself I'm on completely up on the other side of the country and I and I and I suck at baseball at this point so uh
0: having
2: to get having to learn how to handle that and persevere through that uh, it was probably the toughest, but it's also one of the most rewarding because you get through it, you 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 now have something to to lean back on if you go into those those same issues again.
0: Yeah, you know it's it's cool you you said that was probably your your proudest moment because I know you you played major league baseball and and I was just thinking, you know personally, that moment of of getting drafted and and having some success and and for you making it. To the, to the major leagues and, and for myself actually having a little bit of success in the minors and, and making an all-star game. Those are moments that, you know, kind of bring everything full circle and prove to ourselves as much as to other people right. that we, we belonged. Right. So I think that moment yeah. for yourself and for myself meant a little bit more because of our journeys. And like you said, it's a little different no because mine is a, is a sibling and yours is a father. But still that that feeling of, you know what, I did this because of, you know, I got here. And and, and that was that's right.
2: totally the, That was part of the reward for my father too, is that he kept he was telling me the whole time, man, you don't, this ain't got nothing to do with me. You can do this on your own. And yeah. I knew that, but to do it on your own and kind of see it through, it's a it's a pretty cool moment for sure. I
1: mean, I'm yeah. not gonna lie, I'm pretty happy that there were just low expectations for me to begin with because like I never had to, like I've just blown everybody out of the water because there was never any expectation for me to have any success anyway.
2: Yeah, No no expectation can be a good thing sometimes. No doubt.
0: (laughs) So Tony, one final question for you before we let you go. Um, This one has to do with Michelle, who you obviously know and have a good friendship with. If you could describe Michelle with one word, what would it be? (laughs)
1: Oh Lord! Oh, uh, one word. Oh Lord, that's it. Yep.
2: <laughs> that's actually a great. Oh Lord.
1: <laughs> Seems about um, right. Thanks. <laughs> Damn, Tony wasn't it to be a hard it's a question?
2: It's a tough one, I know. <laughs> I would say um, she's it's not one word, but she's a she's a go getter. Like she's a hustler a little bit. Yeah. Like she is the type of person that. Although in her mind, and her conversation, she might pose like a, 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 a little doubt when it gets t- down to it. She does what she got to do. She, she's, she's a go get not I know it's not one word, but uh, that's how I would describe yeah,
0: it. I, I will allow it. And I also very much so agree with you, but Tony, thank you so much for, for joining us this week. Um, that's all we have for you. And that is all we have this week for Millennial Sports Talk and and like and subscribe anywhere you listen to your podcast and we will see you next week.
2: Thanks, Tony. No problem. You guys take care.
0: Thanks, man. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger.